This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 2085, Seven Conscious Parenting Tips from a Non-Parent, part one by Joel Bine of joelbine.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to ORD with me, Greg Audino. And today is a special day as I'll be introducing a brand new author for you. I think you're really going to like his work, and there is certainly a lot of it. This article is actually a longer one, so as usual with these types of posts, I will share part one today and then finish the rest tomorrow. I'll also tell you a bit about Joel after today's reading. But for now, let's hear what he's got for us as we start optimizing your life. 7 Conscious Parenting Tips from a Non-Parent, Part 1, by Joel Bine of joelbine.com. I'm passionate about parenting philosophy, but I'm not a parent, yet. Now, many parents feel troubled when they hear me express my passion for parenting philosophy, as notions sprout to mind like, well, theory isn't the same of practice, or even, you aren't allowed an opinion on parenting unless you're a parent. I get it. But part of me does feel sad in response to these notions, as I have needs for visibility, self-expression, respect, and inclusion. This part of me also knows that it is a fallacious ad hominem to discount a perspective based on whether or not he has direct experience in a given domain. While experience does impact one's perspective from a logical standpoint, what matters are the ideas, not who said them. Just pretend you are reading what I'm saying on a random piece of paper you found, with no attributed author. I'm tempted to retort. And could it not be the case that a non-parent has an especially helpful viewpoint? A distinct clarity that comes from the purity of philosophical thinking, uninhibited by the messiness of real-life situations? Yet, all in all, I'm not really bothered. I feel confident in my perspective, while also holding healthy humility for what I don't know. I also recall the saying, for every one hour of parenting, a parent needs two hours of empathy. I know that any objection from a parent to my perspective is coming from a need, usually a need to be seen and for shared understanding. I absolutely can see how, as a non-parent, I don't yet truly know what it's like to raise a little person. I'm certain there is tacit knowledge I can never access until that experience unfolds. So, it makes sense if that parent might be close to hearing my perspective. She or he may want to relate with only people who quote-unquote get it and can relate with the day-to-day challenge of, well, uh, being a parent. I understand. And yet, if you are a parent listening to this, I invite you to open your heart and mind to me. I do care about children and parenting philosophy more than anything in the world, 
For what it's worth, I have invested thousands of hours reading and listening to podcasts on this precious topic. And above all, I have invested thousands of hours into my own personal development, reparenting the child within me. So, if you've made it this far, thank you for your openness. And here are seven tips for consciously and healthfully raising a child. Number one, heal. The fundamentally highest value action you can take to healthfully raise your child? Take time to heal your own inner child. The relationship you have with your own inner child will directly and consistently impact the way you interface with the living and breathing small human you see in front of you. In short, seek to heal your triggers. To prevent your child from pressing your buttons, deactivate the buttons. Begin to treat your inner child with the unconditional love, nurturing, acceptance, curiosity, and compassion that you truly needed, but didn't fully get when you were young. Nearly all parenting frustration stems from win-lose battles and conflicts between parent and child. This is founded on a premise that the parent is in charge, or even owns the child. The unchecked assumption is that it's the parent's role to get the child to do or not do certain things, and that top-down based tactics of demanding, yelling, punishing, rewarding, threatening, and so forth. Where did this premise and assumption come from? Well, from how you, we, were raised as a child. It is unconsciously passing on the patterns and principles that you absorbed as a young boy or girl. Those top-down patterns didn't meet your needs for respect, choice, empathy, and many other needs. Win-lose battles need not exist. We can create win-win. But the first step is to reparent the child inside of you. Ways to do this include IFS therapy, belief work, psychedelic-assisted therapy, journaling, sentence completion exercises, placing a photo of your child self as your wallpaper, visualizations and or meditations, and building a vocabulary of feelings slash needs to bring empathy to the child itself. However you start on your healing path, what matters is reconnecting to the innocent, innocuous, curious, and wholesome child within you. That child is worth your attention. Quote, When parents don't take responsibility for their own unfinished business, they miss an opportunity not only to become better parents, but also to continue their own development. People who remain in the dark about the origins of their behaviors and intense emotional responses are unaware of their unresolved issues and the parental ambivalence they create. That's by Dan Siegel. Number two, love unconditionally. We grow up in a punishment-reward-carrots-and-sticks model in both conventional parenting practice and conventional schooling practice. It's the water in which we swim. Regardless of whether it works, produce a desired end in short term, it essentially sends the implicit message to the child, do or don't do this or else, do or don't do this or else I will withdraw love from you. Love withdrawal at best pulls back via a covert facial expression and at worst removes love via overt abuse. What that child needs is unconditional love. Unconditional love does not mean sacrificing boundaries or liking a particular behavior like throwing a toy across the room at the child's sister. It does mean continually demonstrating, embodying, and communicating that your love is constant and inextinguishable, even if certain conflicts or problems arise. Quote, How many times do children hear these cliches of parenthood? 
Don't be selfish. Share. Be nice. Be polite. Be considerate. Think of others. Don't push. And so on and so on and so on. All of these injunctions to children are mere orders, empty of meaning, thought, or reasoning. The silent expression at the end of all of these orders to children is, because I'm telling you to. That's by Stefan Molyneux. Number three, create win-win solutions. It's easy to default to a win-lose approach to solving problems. Example, your 12-year-old starts to head out of the house for the day to hang with friends, and it's pretty cold outside. You are worried she will catch a cold or be super uncomfortable without her coat. So you say, I'm worried you'll catch a cold. I'd like you to wear a coat. A reasonable desire. But she responds, I don't want to wear a coat. My coat is ugly and cumbersome. In the traditional win-lose model, you might insist and say, well, I won't let you outside without a coat. Then your daughter either obeys or she rebels. She gives in and you win, or you back off and she wins. An autonomy war ensues. Resentment is likely built, even if a small amount. But what if there is another way? Is win-win possible? Yes, with feelings and needs communication and creative problem-solving. This means actively listening, acknowledging the daughter's needs for choice, freedom, and ease, then vulnerably sharing your own needs for reassurance that she will be safe and healthy outside. When both parties have their needs on the table and there is a sense of respect for those needs, then you can enter creative problem-solving mode. Of course, it's also worth self-reflecting and checking your premise with yourself about whether it's truly that cold out and if you are projecting your own fear in any way e.g. you are impulsively wanting her to wear a coat because that's what your parent did when you were a kid. And it might be an option to allow her to make her own choice and to experience any negative consequence, like feeling cold, so she can learn cause and effect on her own. But for now, let's assume it's indeed a reasonable and rational request for your daughter to wear the coat. You could ask your daughter, what suggestions or solutions do you have where we can both get our needs met? The idea here is to brainstorm solutions first, then pick one that truly works for everyone. Possible solutions that she and you might come up with? Daughter agrees to carry the coat with her, but she gets to decide if she wants to actually wear it. She wears a light jacket instead of a heavy coat. Or she goes without the coat, but will call you on her phone if she ends up needing it, and you drive to bring it to her. There could be any number of solutions presented that you wouldn't have thought of without pausing to get creative. Once you have a list there is likely to be at least one solution that is a true win for each party. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled Seven Conscious Parenting Tips from a Non-Parent by Joel Bine of joelbine.com And I'll be back with my commentary right after this. This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And a great, thoughtful start from Joel today, which we thank him for. There was a lot here and a lot more coming tomorrow. So what I'm going to do is save my thoughts for the end of tomorrow's episode and spend the time now telling you a bit about Joel, since he is a brand new author, not just to ORD, but to the whole OLD network. So Joel says that he helps people in becoming whole, curious, creative, and empowered to live a life that makes them feel like they're coming alive. He's created hundreds of articles and podcasts to support an empowered, 21st century creative mindset, and he has shared the microphone and collaborated with thought leaders and entrepreneurs such as Derek Sivers, Charlie Hohen, T.K. Coleman, and Isaac Morehouse. You might recognize Derek, T.K., and Isaac as authors we've featured here as well. As a passionate seeker of personal growth and mental well-being, Joel is the founder of Human Liberation, which shares a revolutionary approach to remove negative beliefs from the subconscious mind, freeing people from their inner blocks. And his first passion is actually classical music, and he continues to express that as the artistic director of New Orleans Chamber Players. So, that is a bit about him. He is certainly a multi-talented guy, and we're happy to share his writing here. We're done for now, though, so chew on what you've heard thus far, parents, and get ready for more tomorrow when we will continue this post and where your optimal life awaits.